This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. You have a Friday and Monday, or Monday and Friday, yeah. video cast. I was going to just switch it up, dude. We're back in time. No, I We start went... on Fridays, and then we end on Mondays. Uh, we are now. What? <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. I'm going to bring it all together, Frankie. Are you right. ready for this? Go ahead. Bring it together. It's Let's Friday. It's Friday. Friday. We're starting to, right now. And then our last podcast for the LVO is going to be on Monday. Starting on Friday, ending on Monday. I don't think we ever. Boom! I'm pretty science. sure the first signals was probably not on a Monday. I think it was on a Tuesday, actually. So it used to be on Tuesdays, I believe. You, what? You're just going back in time now? That doesn't That's, count. You said start. I live in the you now. You said started. I live in the now, Frankie. Your now is not now. It's, I don't even know where you're going. So at any rate, we sometimes talk about games. Uh Brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at up to 25% off retail every single day of the week. Oh my gosh. He's eating her, and he's going <laughs> to eat us too. Oh, geez. Uh, that was the amazing uh, Goblins 2. That was amazing. It was quite they, incredible. Or, where they turn people into broccoli, or tr- like, a tree of some sort. It's like a Don Cheadle and uh, Captain Planet, right? Uh, but not as intentionally funny. Didn't he turn them into broccoli? I'm he pretty did. sure he did, yeah. But you're like, ah, broccoli. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> Amazing. I want that to be an actual movie. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, if you ever want to see Goblins 2, widely regarded as one of the worst movies of all time. Next to the pretty room. Good. Pretty good. <laughs> Amazing. So at any rate, guys, we're really tired. Uh, neither Frankie nor myself has been sleeping very much because we've been working really, really hard. Late nights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Working hard. Working on LVO. Building the camaraderie <laughs> amongst teammates. Uh, we've been working our asses off to get everything ready for the LVO. And again, we want to give a heartfelt thank you to everybody that's been helping. We are putting out the call to action one more time. We're going to get yeah. one big push this last weekend. If you're looking at the show notes, which you can see at frontlinegaming.org, just click on the blog post for the podcast. You can see the mountain of terrain. That is like, what do you think, Frankie? Uh, maybe a fifth of what no, we're building? That's like maybe an eighth. Yeah, and then you see this giant mountain of buildings in the picture um, of ITC terrain that we've been cranking on, and we've been having people working lit- like damn near around the clock. Yep. Uh, and we wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been helping. We really wanted to go the extra mile to make the this year's LVO just stand out, right? I mean, it's obviously the, the registration numbers are bananas, but we, we wanted people to come and be like, this is an incredible event, nothing like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. And so we're really pushing hard, like literally going to the last minute to make sure that we get it and make the, the, the terrain and the table is going to look as good as possible. We're going to be debuting the FLG mats, mm-hmm. barring some sort of catastrophe. Uh, and we are going to be debuting new sets of ITC terrain that match the mats. It's going to be really cool. Really, really cool. Uh, we hope everybody appreciates all the hard work that's gone into it because we have really busted our asses on this. Um, there's, ter- there's tournaments out there that I will, do, without any hesitation, say that they have their tables look nicer 
but that's when they you're talking about tournaments that have like 30 to like maybe 40 or 50 people like um the broadside bash for example has absolutely gorgeous oh their tables are amazing there were each one is like a work of art now it's to be fair a lot of times functionally the terrain doesn't it's more aesthetic than function in terms of gameplay but everyone no one cares because it looks so nice uh, yeah. Although it they've did, also um, had those tables for like fifteen since, years, or since, something. Fourth, <laughs> you know, like, since fourth edition, yeah, so. yeah. And I, I wasn't putting them. I hope it didn't come across that way. I'm not putting them down. The, no, I don't care. I go to that event and I'm like, I can't wait to play on these amazingly beautiful tables. But the, I did play against Don Hoosen. I have a, I had a hardcore shooting army. He had an assault army, and it was a desert table that looked like a real desert. Granite bowling ball, baby. <laughs> Don was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, sorry, dude. But, uh, yeah, again, no one cares because it's so beautiful. But anyway, back to the point that I was trying to make is that the scale, the size of the event, where we have, like, how many, like, 400 tables or something insane, 350 tables or something like that, that we're covering in terrain, the the magnitude of what we're doing is bananas, and we are tired. It's like we work our first eight-hour day doing normal business operations, and then we work the second eight-hour day making terrain. Fun times. It's been like that for a while. Fun times. A little frazzled. But uh, I think it's going to be worth, I, I really think it's going to be worth the effort. And we do want to say thank you to not only to all the volunteers, we've had girlfriends, moms, uh, family members, uh, just friends coming in on their own time to help. It's genuinely appreciated. But uh, to the, to the Frontline Gaming staff who has been coming in, staying late and coming in on the weekends, and we want to say thank you to the team. Because we make fun of them. We you know belittle them and berate them a lot to their yeah. face because that's how we maintain the iron grip of control. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes, I read the I read the the leadership tactics of uh, Genghis Khan, right? And we apply that. Or Conan the Barbarian, right? Like if we ever downsize, we're gonna throw a knife in the middle of them and be like, "Who's gonna, who's hanging around?" But yeah, big shout out to Pascal, Pablo, Brandon. Scott. No, not Brandon. Uh, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Brandon's over there painting right now. Actually, yeah, so. <laughs> Pablo, uh, Mariana, everybody yeah. has been putting in extra hours. Definitely. And they're doing it because we want the LVO to be the best event it can be. And we want everybody that's coming and paying money and taking time away from family and their job and making the sacrifice to come to the event. We want you to feel like you got what you paid for and then some. Yeah. Definitely. So. Whew. Anybody, if you can come in on Saturday, today, Friday, or if you can come in Saturday or Sunday, uh, if you're in the San Diego area and you want to stop by, we will feed you. We will uh, sing and dance. Yep. And you don't have to be an artist or anything like that. We have a lot of different things that need work on. Yeah, you can be like, you know, not even like fully physical, physically capable. and We'll find something that you can do. Um, and we really appreciate the help because we're going to get there, but we were just like that little extra push to get over the hump to get the end of this terrain done because um, we're really putting in, like I said, we're putting in the extra effort to make it look really good. Yeah. Like it's, everything is to a very high standard. We're very proud of what we've done. So I uh, put together some numbers based off registration for the 40K championships. I didn't have time to do all the other events, although I will because it's fun to see the numbers. So this is just the 40K champs going off of registration as of this morning, uh, January 27th. We were looking at where we're at with uh, 40K players that are definitely coming to the event. Uh, we removed everybody that had to, to cancel or transfer to another event. And we thought it'd be fun to go over some of these numbers. So we sold 500 tickets to the 40K Championships event, which is crazy. It's a lot. Crazy. It's our goal, yeah, our goal this year was 400. That was our goal. That was what we were hoping we would do. So, wow. And then we were like, holy shit, we might actually hit 512, which is like, 
theoretical cap for a nine-round tournament. Right? And then we looked at the train, and we were like, nope. And we were like, Ooh, we have enough train for 300 people, <laughs> yeah. and we're looking at possibly 200 more people. Excellent. Plus the friendly, plus nice. 30K, which went crazy. The, for, the friendly sold out, plus Apocalypse, plus all these other events that are going on. It's like, holy bananas. Ruh, row raggy. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's exciting, but it's also a bit overwhelming. But so for just the 40K championship event, we did sell 500 tickets, which is mind-boggling. And I... Going off of previous sales data, we will probably end up with a total of around 520 tickets sold. That's my guess. Yeah. We always get a big surge at the very last minute. And then I think this year we're going to get a lot of walk-ins too. Yeah, we quite possibly could. Yeah, just based off of all the, the, the various information channels we get, there's a lot of people that are coming for the first time and they don't really know how things work. So I think there's going to be a lot of walk-ins, which is why we encourage you to get all your tickets in advance so that you're not waiting in line. Uh, at the event but uh, 40k champs after uh, all the refunds and people transferring to other events we had a ton of people jump ship to 30k and age of sigmar yep a lot of 40k players uh, changed they changed their registration which is fine no big deal so we ended up right now we're at 430 people registered for the 40k championships event which is nuts yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> it is like it's <laughs> like bananas. It is so gigantic. We had three hundred and thirty final reg last year, yep. so we had a twenty five percent more than that, really. But we had basically a twenty five percent increase from uh, twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen, which is nuts. Uh, really, oh, sorry, thirty three percent increase. I'm tired. I was going backwards with the math, but um, just like in time. I know. I'm, I'm just really tired, but. It, we're just we're just thrilled and, and humbled that so many people are, are taking uh, time and money and uh, effort to get out there to Vegas because it's going to be an incredible event. The 40K Champs is the flagship event. Did you want to say something, buddy? No, I was just saying we want to thank everybody that's coming. It's really cool to see our numbers grow this much. It's also really scary, but yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no so. kidding. Uh, but I thought that data would be interesting, too, because of 500 tickets sold, we had 70 that either couldn't make it for whatever reason or have, or changed to another event. Mm -hmm. So for anybody out there that's trying to scale up or that's even just curious about the way these things work, that's really good data because it gives you an indicator of like what the cash flow situation of ticket sales is like. Like you're constantly getting and giving money back. Yep. Like it's like just nonstop. And that's why we have the 30 day moratorium where we stop giving refunds. It's because and it sucks too because sometimes people are like, oh, I got in a car accident or I lost my job. And you're like, oh God, you feel like such a jerk saying no. But you have to because there comes a point when we are financially committed. Like, we have to buy all the terrain. We have to rent all the tables. We have to pay for the hall. We have to, uh, we have judges coming and we have to guess, okay, there's going to be this many judges that we need. And so the way we do it, we don't want them to come out of their own pocket. We, you know, for 40K championships, we're covering the room. Uh, sometimes in the case of GW people, we're flying them out here. It's very expensive. And we can't get any of that money back. So if someone cancels at the last minute, we'd literally be reaching into our own pocket going into the red. So that's why we do it as a kind of an explanation. But if you're out there trying to grow your event, trying to take it to the next level, that's good information. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Refunds are always there. Yeah. And you have big spikes in the beginning, big spikes at the end. Of, and then the uh, spike of refunds in the middle, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. hurts a lot because you've already spent most of the money. Yeah. Um, so don't freak out too much if you're not hitting your numbers right off the bat. Um, like we said, you get a big surge in the beginning, 
middle's pretty quiet and then the very end you get another spike so yeah you should be able to hit your numbers no problem depending on what they are of course so yeah and, and we just we like to be transparent and share information because i think it helps other people to grow their events i mean that's why yeah. we built the itc like i was just on another podcast actually and they're like uh, they thought the itc was to try and determine who the best player in the world is because of the rankings nope. and i was like no that's not the point the rankings are fun yeah. and the rankings motivate people and they're exciting uh, but the, the real point of the ITC is to, to grow the hobby. Mm-hmm. It's to get people out there playing. It's to empower people to, to run events. That's why we share all this information. Yeah. Right? yeah, the ITC is to encourage people to travel, meet new people, go just around the world. Like people are now traveling to different countries and yeah. stuff, which is really exciting. So, And th- that's why we do all this, right? Yeah. It's like we love going to tournaments and participating in the, lo- the overall community so much. So we want to give people the tools to go and do it. We want to yeah. empower people to re- become an uh, event organizer, to, to, to even just organize leagues or uh, an RTT in their local community and give them all the tools they need to do that. Yeah. That's what the ITC is about, right? And that's why we're so stoked that GW is getting involved again because like, dealing with the rule stuff is such a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. And we're so yeah. happy that like, pretty soon here, it seems like we're not going to have to do that anymore. And I can't wait because um, people are funny. People are funny, man. They ask you to answer rules questions, and then they get mad at you when you do. And it's like, well, of course. Why like, did you ask? <laughs> why did you ask if you're gonna throw a fit? Well, I mean, you didn't answer the question the way they wanted. The way they or wanted. Or the way that I to. wanted. I mean. Oh my gosh, we won't dig into the details because no. we don't. We don't want to be negative. But that happened. We had a couple it people. It happens every. Yeah. Every year. And but to be fair to them, to not try to demon to put anybody down, because I know these aren't bad people. They're just very emotionally involved in the decision, mm-hmm. and so I do get it. But. Just as a word of advice, if you ask somebody to answer a question for you, don't get mad when they answer the question for you. Because <laughs> they're doing it to be nice, to do you a favor. But don't, don't be rude about it. It's just, it doesn't matter. Because... 40K champs, I'm your representation. Woo, let's move on, buddy. Yeah, I am a little fatigued. Moving on. So, let's talk about the armies. Seven, what is that, sisters? The wow. armies that are coming to the LVO based off... Now, this is not based off total ticket sales. This is just based off the people that are coming to yeah. the event. And this is based off of what they pre-registered as. They may change their armies at the event. So. Uh, guaranteed some of these people have changed. And then yeah. uh, I'm guaranteed that there's a very small percentage of people will look at this and then change again. Because <laughs> they'll be like, oh, wow, there's only one Knight Renegade player registered so far. I might be able to go get that yeah. to get that Best of Award. So, that's a great faction, by the way. I'm, it, I'm interested to see why there's only one of those. That's, I, I'm that's willing really to weird. bet money that that number has changed. Yeah, or right. people maybe miss, uh, misinput whatever army or they're Or maybe they're not something. Knight Renegade's primary, because yeah. this is only your primary detachment. Yeah, that's a good point. But it's still fun. It's still fun data. Like, again, no surprises. Most popular, Space Marines, followed very closely by Eldar, what? followed very closely by Tau. No surprise. Those are the big three armies. Funny. Uh, Demons, so, man. Demons? It's a lot lower than I thought. Yeah, I thought there would be more demons, but then again, nope. this is this. This is primary faction. This is primary faction, yeah. and this is what people registered at when they bought their ticket. Yep. Some of these people bought their tickets in July. Yeah. So it's been a little yeah, while. Yeah. So guaranteed, Brimstone Horrors came out and they're like, "Ooh, I'm gonna be playing demons instead." <laughs> Switching it up. Oh, and by the way, on that note, if you show up with Brimstone Horrors that look like Nick Nanavati's from the Golden Sprue Cup, I will literally take them and eat them because they were marshmallows. I wouldn't eat them. They were they're painted. Painted. I might die. So maybe yeah. I'll just throw them in the trash and mock you mercilessly. No. We Do won't not... throw them in the trash, but you will not be able to use them. Please, <laughs> please take time to actually convert the models and 
put an effort in yes we'd really appreciate it. it even if you sculpt them yourself like yeah. that's fine i think i saw a couple people that made some like press molds and they were just pressing it out that was fine you it looked just fine take green stuff it's really easy yeah. take green stuff take a, a green stuff tool and you just literally make fire it's so easy it's to easy. do but make the effort right yes please make the effort please and make the effort do not I, so help me if you're one of the top eight and you've got bare plastic or metal you're not going to be on the stream so prepare yourself for that nah. the three color standard is enforced <laughs> like you will not be yep. you will not be going the big show so and if, if you don't have three colors you can't win any prizes which so. includes going into the final eight yep so be prepared for that i had someone i had a guy who's very likely to go in the top eight try and fly that by me He's like, oh, it's okay if uh, some of my summon demons aren't painted. I was like, are you kidding? There are going to be thousands of people watching the stream. Thousands of people. And you could very well be someone representing our hobby to people that have never heard of it, never seen it before. And they're going to be like, what is this garbage? Yeah, I was like, getting, absolutely not. Getting three colors on your models is not difficult. No. You could do it in like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or just, just take have, the time to do it. Like, don't bring unpainted stuff to the event anyway. Just yeah. don't do it. Bring well, a three-color army. Yeah, it's for anybody. Like, yeah. th getting your army to three colors is so easy, especially with airbrushes and stuff now. It's like crazy. Or just dry brushing. Yeah. Yeah. So just be prepared. You will be denied entrance. So... Keep that in mind uh, for those of you who are in the upper echelon of players. Like, we want you to be prepared. So, uh, at any rate, let's go through this. Uh, of 430 that we know are coming at this point in time, uh, we had seven Sisters of Battle. Not that's bad. a pretty good number. That is. Yeah. I'm actually, that's really good. Uh, 49 Space Marines, 15 Astra Militarum, which I think is actually more than I think a lot of people would have guessed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're a mid tier army, so I guess I would expect it like you think that most, was... most of the middle there seems like it's 15 16 that's a fair so. point i think that they get a bad rap but there's a lot of they're kind of like orcs there are people out there that this is love ash military like that's their army yeah. and that's what they play i think they're a super good army it's I just you have to get a lot of models and it's kind of a takes a long time to build up an Astro Militarum army, so. It is quite the commitment. Yeah. Um, but I think what you'll see is a lot of Sycana divisions. Yes. Uh, that's kind of the hot ticket right now, yeah. Uh, we have, let me see, 11 Blood Angels, which is pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, this is just primary armies, guys. Uh, so demons, we have 30. Oh, gosh, excuse me. 30 demons. God, what was that? <laughs> we have uh, 12 Renegades, which is... A lot. Yeah. I, I was actually expecting more. I think really? Renegade's army is extremely, extremely good. It is good. super good. Um, but again, it is one of those high model count armies. It's actually hard to finish games. Yes. And uh, paint all those models is a yep. pain in the butt. Uh, Chaos Space Marines, we have 19. That's not surprising with the new Legion book. But this was before, right? So I think oh, yeah, that number that's is going to go higher. Yeah, you're right. Uh, then we have 23 Mechanicus. That's, oh, that's, that's War Combo. That's War so, Combo. Yeah, that, uh, that explains it. How many of those are actually Colt Mechanicus? Maybe one. I would say maybe, maybe one. I've actually never seen, no, I have. I've it's seen actually a, a really terrible there. army on its own. It's really difficult. It yeah. is not good. Uh, Dark Angels, 15. Uh, Dark Eldar, 16. Interesting that Dark Eldar outdid Dark Angels. Sorry. The mosquito was bugging me. Um, but I'm sure the Dark Angels uh, number increased after July. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people have didn't, been doing really well with Dark Angels Battle Company. So. And Lion's Blade. Sorry. Well, and uh, <clears throat> with uh, Death Star is based on Dark Angels models too. Yeah. Or with Dark Angels sprinkled in it. Uh, 48 Eldar. Definitely not surprising. No surprise there. God, that army is so popular. Uh, five Corsairs. Um, 11 Grey Knights. That's actually way more Grey Knights than I thought. Yeah, I think that would be lower, like a five or six. Uh, five Harlequins. That's interesting. Um, 15 Knights. That's 
basically what we've been saying. Knights yeah. are pretty popular. Well, they're, they're fun. They're yeah. fast. Uh, they're relatively easy to play. And you always finish your games. Yep. Oh, it's a good, true. it's a fun army. Mm-hmm. I just wish it wasn't so like all or nothing. Like if, you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. if, if someone doesn't have the tools, you steamroll them. If they do, you get crushed. Yeah. Uh, KDK, 11. Uh, Renegade Knights, we've got one. Uh, four Scions. My people. My people. Uh, I'm sure a lot of those are actually switching. So it's probably like ah, one or two. We'll see how many people show up. Dude, this is the one that shocked me. Really? 22 Necrons. No, no. I'm sorry. The next one. 22 Necrons sounds about right. They yeah. kind of declined in popularity. There's six people bringing assassins. Yeah. John from the East Coast is doing <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. He's like, dude, dude, I'm going for best assassins. I was like, go for You're it. You're going to have a tough, tough go. Christian and Steve, uh, two of our former teammates. They're still our teammates, but they've been yeah. kind of on hiatus. They're both really good players. They're both bringing assassins. That's so awesome. That's going to be so much fun. In my head, that list works. Yeah. I've never seen it actually work. I just think it's going to be fun that there's going to be these people that are trying to like win best assassins. They're like, yeah. I don't care. Like, I just need to win more games than the other guys. Running around with eight assassins on the table. Uh, 25 orcs. That is a surprise. Really? That is a lot of no. orc players. Orcs are... Orcs are dedicated orc Dude, players. they're the fourth most represented yeah. faction. But they will go fifth, to like fifth. every tournament yeah. playing orcs. Yeah. So it's like they are dedicated. Hey, everyone knows I'm a big orc player. That's one of my, yeah. it's probably my top three favorite armies, uh, orcs. I played it all last season. They're fun. But yeah. they're the fifth most popular army at the LVO That's right crazy. now. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, that is really impressive. I'll bet Chaos passes them up after the Legion. Yeah. Um, Skatari, three. three. That's pretty dedicated Skatari. Nice. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Uh, Wolves, we've got 16. Tau, 44, and 17 nids. 17 nids? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's um, interesting. That's yeah. very interesting. And then if you notice... Oh, there's no Gene Steel. Yeah, that's because, that's because Gene Steel Colt didn't exist when I created the, yeah. the ticket. So I, gain, I guarantee a lot of those are Gene Steel Colt. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure a lot of those nids switched <laughs> <Right>? over. <laughs> yeah, we have a new faction that came about. So like yeah. I would assume the part of those. So again, guys, we just included these numbers for fun, mm-hmm. uh, just to give you guys an idea of what to expect. Uh, no surprises really. The big three dominate, and I always think it's funny. Like there's, you always hear some chatter. Well, not anymore really, but like last year, you would hear some chatter that that tower. Oh, the, the ITC hates tower. What? And it's like, oh my gosh, it's so silly. Uh, no, and they're super popular, and they're one of the highest performing armies in the ITC. Yeah, they do great. Wasn't Tau like the most winningest or, for that's a while? Not a word, but, uh, the most winning army in the ITC. For, yeah. yeah, for for a period of time. Yeah, they didn't win a lot of a big events, mm-hmm. but. In uh, win-loss percentage, they were way higher than a lot of the other yeah. armies. So. Yeah, it's weird. Like, Tower, one of those armies that they perform really well on average, but they have trouble closing the deal. Yeah. Like, Tower end up often knocking other people out, but not going over the finish line. And I oh. think it's because they're very vulnerable to Death Stars. Yeah, the, yeah. the Tower armies usually will win, like, four games and lose one game. Yeah. Or win three and lose two. So it's, like, it's very rare that they have a losing record. But it's usually that one loss that just throws them out, and it's usually against like a Death Star or yeah. something like that. Yeah, like you have to be a really, really good Tau player to overcome the Death Star hurdle. Get lucky. Because <laughs> like when you like at LVOs in, in previous time in years, you would see like there'd be Tau, 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 and then there's this funnel or this filter that into the final eight, none of them make it. Yeah, you're like it's weird. It. Yeah, every time you're like, oh wow, my God, they're everywhere, and then it's just like, boop, nope. And then there's you know three Eldar players in the finals, and it's just like, oh, there you go. Sick. There you go. And then usually there's only one battle company player that makes it. Mm-hmm. And like, as you can see, there's basically 50 Space Marine players coming. Of that, I would assume 40 of them are battle companies. Yeah. And only one of them is going to make it into the finals if the statistics from previous years hold true. Well, it's funny because 
the battle companies are usually doing really well and then it comes into that kill point mission and they pull like a bad matchup or something like that and then you'll see like one or two scoop by because they got like a good matchup maybe playing against another battle company player mm -hmm. and then they'll be able to keep going uh but the kill points really weeds out a lot of the battle company actually. it is the filter yeah it is the filter for battle company that's the mission where everybody who's bringing it is like oh <laughs> give me a go. good matchup yeah. give me a good matchup yeah, so yeah. that was like i went to a tournament and i pulled a centurion star on kill points i was like mm. Mm. lucky for me he deployed bad and i was able to alpha strike him but it was a bad match. Was that Brett? Was that Brett Perkins? No, oh. no. It was. Uh, it was. Should we Brett, relive though. that glorious moment one more time? Because I'm sure yes. Brett would love it. <laughs> that moment was amazing, dude. I uh, psyched him out. Although yeah, he did, he did beat you last time. He beat me last time. Yeah. Pretty handily. Uh, so anyway, enough of that. Hopefully, you guys found that data uh, enjoyable. We're gonna throw up some more articles coming down the home stretch here, showing uh, who's in the hunt to win. Like looking at the way the points are breaking down, who's uh, could potentially win. Yeah. The ITC, it's gonna be a lot of fun, dude. I like it. Last year, Alan Pajama Pants came to the LVO with a spreadsheet showing everybody that could win and then what scenarios. Yeah. So it was like all these different things are like if Alan loses round one, all these guys could pass yeah. him as long as the stars align this way. Yeah. He had an entire spreadsheet. It was hilarious. Uh, I wonder if Matt Root has the same thing going. <laughs> oh, God. This year. I know Matt. Matt is like <laughs> he's sweating. He is sweating bullets because the meta has shifted a lot. Yes. Like at the beginning of the season when he was war combo was just crushing people to now where it's Death Star City, yeah. the war combo struggles in mm -hmm. that scenario. So I'm going to be very interested. If he makes the top eight, he cinched it. Yeah. He's good. But that means he has to go through six games. Against extremely good players. Some of the best players from around the world. We have yes. tons of people coming in from Australia, from Europe. We have some Kiwis coming. Uh, a bunch of the UK heavy hitters are on their way over. Yep. Um, it is going to be tough. It is going to be tough. So, Matt. He's, he's still deciding on his list. He hasn't decided on his list well, he's yet. He's probably crapping his britches. He's like, oh, no. Because <laughs> all year it's been Matt Root, Matt Root, Matt Root. And now yeah. he's like, oh, God. The pressure's on. So, in, in anticipation of the event, please, again, make sure that you have your con badge. Uh, make sure that you uh, register early, if at all possible. Re early registration is from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. in the event center uh, at the uh, casino in the convention center. Uh, make sure that you go to lasvegasopen.net, click on the schedule of events link. Uh, that page will give you the location and times of all the events that are going on, mm -hmm. as well as event descriptions. You can buy your tickets, but please get all that stuff in advance. Um, you know, we're playing musical chair as well as tables because people are still buying tickets, and then we know people are walking in because they don't want to buy their ticket in advance. Please don't do that to us. <laughs> give me ulcers. I don't know. I already look like Vegito with my hairline. I don't need it to go further. Oh, yeah. Reveal nice. my solar panels to the world. Uh, also, make sure to download the Best Coast, the Best Coast Pairings Player app Never. in advance. I did. That was a remix. You should have <sighs> went with it. Best pair. <laughs> Just make sure you get that in advance. Uh, it is for Android now. That was one of the big, com yep. the big uh, complaints, which I, I agree. I'm an Android guy. Losers. Losers. <laughs> Make sure you download it and you play around with it in advance so that you're not trying to figure it out round one because yep. that's not fun for anybody. Yep. Again, to recap why you should do it, it's free. You will get your yeah. table assignment. Um, I, f correct me if I'm wrong, Frankie, but are they going to have the, the round timer ready? At I don't believe so. Uh, I don't believe the round timer will be ready, uh, but don't quote me on that. Um, you'll be able to see your opponent's list. That's one key thing when you are <laughs> registering for 40K. Um, when you come up to register, bring a printed out list so they can take a picture of it and upload it. 
um, because that'll be what your opponents are looking at. Uh, and it means you only have to bring one copy of your list. Whee. Yeah, and it means <laughs> the world will see your list. Yes. Right, because we're going to be a sponsored event. Mm -hmm. So Best Coast Pairings is showing off what the premium service can do. So you'll be able to click on someone and be like, oh, uh, how is Sean Naden doing? Or, or Sean is renowned for bringing really creative lists. Yep. What's Sean playing? He showed me a picture of his army. It looks pretty cool. Nice. He nice. used a lot of Sylvaneth model conversions. I liked it. Cool. And then you can click on it and boom, there it is. It's what everyone has always wanted, right? Like mm -hmm. forever, for years. List, list, list. Where's the list? List, list, list. I know Tasty Taste is pissed because he usually <laughs> would go gather all the lists and post them. Like, no, and he probably still will for ease of reference. Oh, yeah. But uh, now you can just click on the player's profile. Boom, there it is. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. So make sure to bring a list with you when you come to register. And like we said, download the player app because you'll be able to score yourself at the table. Yep. It'll save a lot of time. You'll also be able to look at your table number. You won't have to go up to the judge's table. Uh, yeah, it's you gonna don't have to save a lot of time. You don't have to crowd around a piece of paper or tape to a wall anymore. Just yeah. pull out your phone and go, oh, I'm on table you know, 210 or whatever. Yep. Hopefully you're doing better than that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's, those are where the most fun games occur. But uh, we are doing table randomization anyway, so it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, please do. It'll make your experience so much smoother you're not gonna have to go crowd up to go input your scores you can just do it on your phone yep. you can just chill you're not gonna it's gonna make it so much easier to get around the hall yeah it's you know gonna I mean? be nice i can't wait yeah so please do it mm -hmm. tell your friends to do it make sure you get that done do it, and do uh it. uh and other news yeah new privateer press models actually new games workshop product which you're holding right in front oh, of yeah right? look at this gangs of kamarag 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 <sighs> I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Doesn't pretty cool. You get uh, Helians and uh, Reavers. It's Hellions. I like Helians. Helions? It's like helium. You're adding letters Aluminium. 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 But uh, it's pretty cool. It comes with these little towers so you guys can fly around them. Can you hold it up, buddy? So people yeah. see. Let's see. There you go. So it's got little towers. comes with some tokens. It looks like it might be kind of like X-Wing, but with uh, GW miniatures. So... Not exactly sure how it's played, but it has a 25-page rule, or no, 32-page 32 32 rule book. How do you need 32 pages? I don't know. It probably has a lot of pictures in it and stuff. Sweet. So it's, it's probably the total page count. Um, and then it has two quick reference cards. It looks pretty cool. Definitely check it out. Yeah. And if you want to pick that up from FrontlineGaming.org this week at 25% off MSRP, please do so. Yeah, Orders yeah. at FrontlineGaming.org or call us 888-781-5120. And Boom. the sexy, sultry voice of either Jason or Pablo can guide you mm. through the ordering process. Hope I get Pablo. Mm, me too. <laughs> uh, Private Press shows off some new releases as well for Minoth, and they look absolutely fantastic. That model looks slick. You will probably be able to get these at the LVO. They usually do uh, new releases at the event. Yeah. So we have Sovereign Tristan Durant, Protectorate, Warcaster. Amazing. This one is my favorite. Jeez yeah. This is like level four of Feora or, or level three. Dude, uh, their, their sculpts are getting a lot yes. better. Yes, they are. Uh, Feora, the Conquering Flame. That's pretty slick. Yeah, she's on a horse now. They've done this with a lot of them. Like uh, um, the Signor main guy. Guy that rides the rhino or whatever? The rhino? No. Uh, I can't remember his name now. But they put him on a horse too. A lot of them, they like graduate up to a horse. Oh, I wasn't thinking of Sigmar. Sorry, guys. Um, I can't remember his name. Scorn. Uh, Eye of Truth, Protectorate, Heavy Warjack. Dang, that looks right. Slick. It looks really good. That looks cool. I like that I one like a lot. It. And then, lastly, we have the Desert Hydra, and this is for Scorn, and it's Gargantuan. And Badass. yes, we'll have to show off one of our painters. He has the Gargantuan, the elephant, 
um, yeah. for scorn. It, he so did a great cool. job painting it. He'll definitely have to get this too, because that model is amazing. He has every model in the scorn line. Jeez, please. Yeah. All right, update ITC. So the deadline again to submit scores for the ITC. For there's a shitload of events going on this weekend. Yep. So make sure if you're the TO or if you're playing in the event to remind the TO to get those in by January 30th. We are not accepting any events after January 30th. And to be ultra specific, that would be midnight Pacific Standard Time. January 30th is the deadline to submit any new events for ITC rankings. Uh, after that, we will just say no. Uh, yep. So go bug your TO if they haven't submitted any scores. Go check your score to see every event that has been registered. And if you see one missing, go kick your TO in the pants and say, hey, bruh, I want my points. And then uh, February 1st is the last day to do personal or team corrections. If you need one of those done, email me at frankie at frontlinegaming.org, and I'll give you the sheet, fill it out, and we'll get that corrected. Yep, so please, 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 don't wait please, until please. you're at the Las Vegas Open because we're going to tell you no to your face. Sorry. Ooh, that's not going to be fun because I guarantee it's going to happen. Some guy's like, I could be the best Skatari player if you just updated my score. I'm like, sorry. Sorry, dude. Sorry, bruh. Uh, so make sure you get that done, please. It takes five minutes of your time. All right, we got a bunch of events this weekend, a bunch. Uh, we have a GT, No Retreat 4, 40K inter, uh, International in Gibraltar. Boom. Uh, we actually wanted to go to this, but clearly the weekend before the LVO, it's not happening. Yeah, that would um, be difficult. But it's really cool. <laughs> Gibraltar is in Spain. Well, it's a British holding in Spain. But uh, the TO, really cool guy, also fights MMA, and he won his fight, his first fight. Yeah. Yeah, he's a badass. Wanted to give him a shout-out because that is a major accomplishment, a major athletic accomplishment, and that takes a lot of uh, discipline and courage, so good job. Uh, GT, also, we have the 6th Elven Sword Ambassadorial Tournament mm. at Game Matrix in Lakewood, Washington. Quite the name on that one. like it. I still want Gunjaman the Bead Forest. Oh, yeah, what, <laughs> that, what was, that was? I want to know the story behind that. That event was amazing. Uh and then we have a major event, the Australian Warhammer 40K ITC 2016 Championships at CanCon in Mitchell, Australia, all occurring this weekend. CanCon is supposed to be a huge gaming uh, convention in Australia. It's like yeah. the biggest one. Mm -hmm. That sounds like fun. Heck yeah, conventions are a blast. That's why you should go to the LBO. Huh. All right, let's go through our top 10 rankings. Who's that guy? Ooh, ooh. Matt Root, 748 points. That is a lot of points. He's 70 points ahead. Yeah. No, not quite. 69. It's a good uh, number. Good, yeah. strong number. We're not going to go there. Uh -uh. Uh, second place, Aaron Along. Third place, Brandon Grant. And that, you know, I always find it interesting. Aaron Along plays Death Stars, Dark Angels. Brandon Grant plays Battle Company with now a Death Star. Damn it, mm -hmm. Brandon. But I like how Aaron Along's only played in seven events. That's, that's pretty impressive to be number two with only seven events. Yeah, he has the least amount of events. Not a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's, doing hit, well. he's yeah. hitting it out of the park every time he goes. Uh, Brandon Grant. Then we have uh, Andrew Gagno, a towel player. He's in fourth of Beast Coast. Uh, we have Brett Perkins in fifth, plays Chaos Renegades. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, Matt Root plays War Convo. We have Josh Death in sixth. He plays, like, seven different armies. Yes. So he's he got a lot. Travels everywhere. Yeah. 24 <laughs> events. Jeez Louise. That is a new record. I think that's, so. I think he beat Julio. Yeah, that's one every other weekend. There's 26 weekends in the year. Or, I'm sorry, 52. And he's at 24. Jeez. Uh, Dan Platt, we have in seventh place. Eighth is Thomas Hegstrom Oki, uh, also a top Space Marine player. 
Trent Northington in ninth and Eric Herger in tenth. And Eric has been playing demons this season. You might as well go down to like fourteenth or something like that. I hear there's a pretty cool guy down around that area. What you? This guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in like I don't know. I'm Maybe in like it's three, not fourteenth. I'm in like three thousandth place or something. I'm terrible this <laughs> no year. No worries. This season was not my best. Uh, ITC team rankings. We have Beast Coast in first place. Uh, with a was that seventy three point lead over yep. the NWO Black Shirts, Frozen North Gaming is in third. Well done to our teams coming down the home stretch. Yep. Adeptus Sororitas or Sisters of Battle. We have our boy from Poland, the Polish Hammer, holding strong. Bartosz Cholchanski, eighty points ahead. Yeah, he's crushing everybody. He doesn't even need to I go. Think to he's Elba. got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Adeptus Sardis or Space Rings. We have Thomas Hector Oki. That has been a hotly contested one. It'll be interesting to see how it goes down. Yeah. Astro Militarum, we have Wesley Polly way out in front. I have a 34-point lead. It's pretty good. Uh, Blood Angels, Danny Kwan is still hanging tight, uh, hanging tough in first place. Chaos Demons, Eric Herger has jumped into first place. Well done. Uh, with only a two-point lead over Trent Northington. Jeez. Uh, Chaos Renegades, Brett Perkins way out in front with a 60-point lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chaos Space Rings, we have Ian Andrew of Australia. That'd be really funny if he managed to win somehow. <laughs> He's like, yes. Uh, Colt Mechanicus, Matt Root, way the hell out in front. I don't think it's mathematically possible for him to lose that at this point in time. Yeah. Um, Dark Angels, we have Aaron Along is a uh, very tight lead over Brandon Grant. Dark Eldar, we have JT McDowell. Eldar, Brad Chester currently leading the pack, but man, that is a stacked faction. Only five events. Second place has 12. <laughs> Third place only has four. That's I know. the minimum. That's the minimum for a full score. Yeah. Uh, but Eldar, there are some extremely good players, and I know they're all coming to the LVO. Uh-oh. Eldar Corsairs, Carter Leach continues to lead the pack, although Herb Schaefer is chasing him pretty closely now. Yep. Uh, Gene Steeler Colt, we have Tyler DeVry in first place with a pretty comfortable lead. Grey Knights, we have Dan Kamau. Camo. If you're at the LVO, please tell me how to say your name. He's like, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, Harlequins, Josh Death has jumped back into first place. Uh, with a very five points. Yeah, five-point lead over uh, Cameron Pinheiro. Imperial Knights, we have Adrian James, is currently ahead by seven points. Uh, Inquisition, Wesley Polly continues to lead with 60-point lead. He's quite comfortable there. Uh, Knight Renegades, we have John Eubanks with a .4-point lead over Alex Gonzalez. Jeez Louise. Less than a point. <laughs> He's like, I'm holding out. And they're like... 200 points over the next person. So Goodness gracious. Uh, KDK, Horton Dotton is still in first place, but he is only four points ahead of Chase Garber, who has racked up 10 events. He's hungry. He's, He's hungry for, for that. He's uh, going for Horton, it. Horton, you better come with the, the heat at the LVO. Militarum Tempestus, we have David Koska uh, way out in front. Necrons, Alex Finnell currently leading the pack, but Alex Gonzalez and Bastard Seguin both uh, close on his heels. Officio Assassinorum or Assassins, we have Jason Hardy currently in first place. With actually a pretty respectable score in only three events. Yeah. If, he gets, if he's coming to the LVO, I think he's got it. He'll sent you just by yeah. showing up. Uh, Oryx, we have Rich Kilton is currently leading the pack. But then, again, there's about five guys that all can win it. They're yep. all very close. <laughs> very close in score. Uh, Skitari, Quinn Shepis dominating with 250-point lead. Jesus. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Andrew Gagno currently way out in front uh, with Tau. Although he's being chased by Paul McKelvey, you just won a GT, so we'll see how that shakes down. And Tiernis, we have Tyler Larson currently with a pretty commanding lead. All right. So there you go, guys. That is your current rankings. Again, please get all your uh, scores in. We will do a a ranking update right before the LVO with all the final, like, hey, this is it, unchanging scores going into the big event. And we will do that probably on the 2nd. 
giving the guys at the Best Coast Pairings a chance to update the last-minute score corrections. Uh, also, I wanted to show off a uh, an army that was sent in to us by a listener on our ninth round podcast, which is for Age of Sigmar. Uh, it comes from Jay Swinson, and it's his uh, clan throng. Fourth hammer clan thong? Is it clan thong? I was thought I thought it was thong clan for a thong. second too. I was like fourth hammer clan thong. Uh, but it's a really cool army, and I these I, guys are sick. Yeah, I forgot that we forgot to put it on the show notes for the for the ninth round, so I wanted to show it off here. Uh, really Jeez. cool conversions. Yeah, that's a gyrocopter that's been converted into a, a steam powered dwarf walker. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some stormcast eternals converted to look like dwarves. Really beautiful army. Yeah, this is impressive. This is really cool. Yeah, so thanks for singing that in, uh, Jay Swenson. Uh, your army looks great. Well done. He put some fluff in there, too, for anybody that wants to read it. I'll trade you my uh, dwarves for your dwarves. I think that's, that's a fair, fair trade. trade. Yeah. I think so. You don't like your dwarves anywhere. Huh? Well, if they ever come out with their own book. Uh, they did, bro. All right, guys. Uh, shoot us some questions. Hi-ya. Yeah, let us know uh, if you're excited for the LVO. Frankie, who do you think... What army do you think is going to win at the LVO? What is I your think it's going to be some weird army. I think it's going to go Imperial Knights. You think so? Yeah. I don't think Imperial Knights can do it. I'm going to bet on it. I don't think they can. Because yeah. they, they run into something like a true Death Star that swings an initiative. And they just roll sixes and stomp them out. But like stomp a lot of the Death Stars, stomp, 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 like a lot of the Chaos Death Stars swing at like I-4 and 5. Yeah, but you take that unit of Imperial Knights and cast Invisibility on it. That could do it. I think there's going to be a lot of Sisters of Silence that are going to be shaking things up. Like, yeah, gotcha. Because I know Dang. PJ Pants is bringing a spoiler. He's bringing an assassin army. Yeah. His goal is to, like, take heads. He's not trying to win. He's trying to, like, just destroy people who have, like, crazy armies. Yeah. Um, which I think is funny. Let's see. Let's get some questions. Uh, Fleet of Claws, number three for Tyrannus. Way to go, dude. That's awesome. Look at those sexy guys. Mm. I'm going frontwards. Going front. Uh, Rob Guy Day says MC Reese and fabulous Francois. All right, I like it. <laughs> I like that. That's gonna be. Oh, and oh, I want to throw a shout out to Hank Padilla, who is going to be uh, the DJ at Club LVO. That's gonna be a lot of fun. So if you guys want to go drink and hang out and socialize with people from the con, you can do that at the social hall, which you'll be able to. You'll see it first thing when you walk in. That's also where the bar is. That's also where the food is gonna be. Um, let's see. Captain Sala says, I play Ravenguard and playing at a small 1,000-point RTT next weekend, but I'm worried about Celestine. Sounds like about 25% of the pairs are including your – oh, yeah. Uh, to be honest, man, we haven't even been thinking about St. Celestine because we're overwhelmed dealing with all the stuff we have. Yeah. I really don't have anything intelligent to add right now. I haven't added – there's no room in my brain right now She's for that. She's super powerful. Yeah. Uh, Tolma Express, where can I get a sweet Frontline Gaming shirt? This one, you got to join the um, – Team Zero Comp. Team Zero Comp. Yeah. We'll probably make uh, new Frontline shirts soon-ish. Uh, Axis of Inchpeed, direct that. Any rules questions right now? We don't want to answer on air because we don't want to confuse anybody. Yeah. Direct any of those questions to uh, the rules judges. You can hit me up, contact at FrontlineGaming.org, and we'll get you taken care of. Corbin B., if you had to choose one movie to come out next year between Judge Dredd 2, Mad Max Fury Road 2, or Star Wars 9, and the other movies never come out. Which one would you uh, choose? Well, Star Wars 9, oh, I don't know. Star Wars. I'm going to go with Dread, too. Dread, too. Because that was yeah. an amazing movie. And well, I could go without seeing the other one. Well, the thing is, like, Fury Road, I know, was going to happen. Yeah, but th- he's saying that it would never happen. Oh. Ever. Uh, if you chose the other yeah, one. Fury Road, too. Nope, Dread, too. Fury Road, too. Dread. 
Uh, that movie was amazing. But Dread, Dread was awesome. so good. Uh, Rabbit okay. Master 3321. Uh, Fall of Cadia is out, is out for LVO. Will it be in for the Sunday's RTT? No. That's just too confusing. The poor judges would lose their minds. Yeah. I know a couple people asked that, and I, I get it, because it's technically the next <laughs> season. But um, no, it, it's just too much. The judges are seriously overwhelmed yeah. right now. Like Those guys are working their asses off. They're putting in like four hours a day into trying to keep up with the with the insanity uh, of what the 40k is right now. Uh, So no, we decided to 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 not you know cause him to lose more hair and have a a heart attack. Lemurking 23, Katie is out entirely for LVO. Yes, you cannot use the Fall of Katie book at all. Yeah, not for the Sunday RTT either. Yeah, we're just trying to make life easy on everybody. Sexy Mexi Count Brown now with marshmallow horrors. That was that meme. I was dying. That was awesome. When they put Nick Brown on the Count Chocula. Oh my God, that was funny. Uh, TF803, should the winner of the LVO take the cash? Well, the winner of the LVO doesn't actually get cash. The winner of the ITC gets the cash prize. Winner of the LVO gets a lot of swag. A lot of prizes. Lots of swag. We're giving out like. 10 G's no more than that way more than that way more we're giving yeah. out a lot of price for this <laughs> yeah like in, in cash value of what we're giving out it's like god including like the high roller bags yeah. it's probably like a 25 grand or something it's nuts how much stuff we're giving away uh, Rob Guy Day you would love more FLG shirts yeah we'll have a FLG shirt uh, campaign here after the LVO yeah Just for you guys. that'd be fun um, let me see Zombie Scotty is giving some advice on dealing with Celestine. What if you force her to take a toughness test and remove her from play? Uh, like, for example, with oh. the Black Mace. Oh, God, don't, don't even bring the Black Mace up. Duh. That stupid piece of war gear. The, the dumb Black Mace and the dumb Necron Pylons have been the source of more rules issues than anything I can remember yeah. in this game. It non, it never ending. <laughs> yeah, it it's weird. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, We'll see you guys all at LVO, hopefully, and we'll see you guys on Monday. Yeah, one last show on Monday. Yep. All right, guys. Bye.